I'm John Golia. And I'm Greg Fife. And we are the Flight Safety Detectives. We're just two guys who have spent most of their career with the National Transportation Safety Board investigating aircraft disasters and aviation safety issues all over the world. Yep, and this podcast is where we talk about everything from accidents, airplane technology, to the big business of aviation. We live and breathe aviation. My co-host John has been in the aviation business for more than 60 years. He was the first and only airframe and power plant mechanic to get a presidential appointment to the National Transportation Safety Board. And Greg is a former air safety investigator and GO team captain for the NTSB. He's investigated everything that flies worldwide since he started his career 40 years ago. And on top of that, he is a living legend of aviation inductee. So between John and myself, we have over 100 years of aviation safety experience. It's time to buckle up because it's going to be wheels up. Let's get this show in the air. Hey, John. It's good to be with you again, as always. Uh, it's a beautiful day in Colorado. I'm looking out at the uh, at the mountains, the blue sky, and, and how you doing? I'm doing good, and the weather in New England here is just as peachy as well. So what we're going to talk about today is distractions. And one of the, the big issues that uh, some of our listeners have asked us about is, you know, distractions. Well, distractions are is really a generic subject when it comes to, to flying aircraft. Um, we talk about distractions, and of course, you know, every day there's some sort of story on the, on the news about distracted drivers and how they've caused accidents and killed pedestrians and that kind of stuff because they're texting on their phone, talking on their phone, not paying attention, and, and basically zoning out. And unfortunately, that kind of distraction is now creeping into the cockpit. Um, while we know in the past, and, and you and I have investigated accidents and, and have talked ab- about pilot distraction, that is, you know, whether they're trying to do something with the automation, reprogram a flight management system, or handle a problem in the aircraft, that is a distraction, and those are the kinds of things that pilots, unfortunately, have to uh, work through. But this kind of distraction um, that uh, that's creeping into the cockpit now involves cell phones and the use of iPads and, and things like that as moving maps. And, um, and there was an accident that the board just came out with, the safety board came out with not too long ago involving a helicopter and a pilot talking on a cell phone, which resulted in a controlled flight into terrain type accident. And, I mean, it's a beautiful day. The pilot's flying, and, you know, he's talking on the phone. How do you fly yourself into the side of a hill? It just is utterly amazing that there was something that important. And when I read the report, and I know you read the report as well, one of the crazy things about the pilot is that he's talking to a rental car agency. It's not like it was a life-critical situation. It wasn't, you know, some emergency He's trying to arrange a rental car and flies his aircraft into the ground on a nice day and ends up getting killed. And it just is amazing that, you know, a pilot would would get that distracted being on the phone. I mean, it's just nuts that, you know, I mean, where's the safety value, the safety benefit? Well, the safety benefit is don't talk on the cell phone while you're flying. But it's just, it is a, a crazy situation. 
for us to be addressing. But unfortunately, I really think that it's going to be one of those issues that's going to proliferate. The more technology we put in the aircraft, the higher the, the probability that we're going to be dealing with more pilot distraction type issues. And it's not just the pilots. I, I was just uh, thinking as you were talking that yesterday I watched one of the corporate aviation mechanics working on an airplane and he took a phone call and he's out there working with one hand and trying to hold the phone on his shoulder occasionally while he's working on the airplane. I mean, what a setup to miss something. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, <laughs> you try to, I mean, we expect professionals, whether they're flying it, fixing it, or managing it, to exercise that professionalism. Is it so critical that you, rent, you know, have to get your rental car set up while you're flying? I mean, it's, it's basically a minute phone call. Who cares? Who cares? Why didn't he do it before he took off? Yeah, exactly. Thank God cell phones don't work at altitude because I suspect that we'd have flight attendants and, and pilots uh, saying, oh, yeah, I forgot to do something and trying to use their phone because it's, well, it's coming th with the, the thing that concerns me is what you just talked about, a mechanic who's, you know, what was, I mean, again, was it a life and death situation that he had to take the call? Then stop working. Go take the phone call, get it taken care of, and then put your head back in the game versus, well, I'm going to multitask. You can't multitask because you're going to miss something, whether it's part of the conversation or turning that, that bolt to the proper torque. Our safety. I mean, we've yeah. had a lot, of, a lot of safeties that were missed, especially in operations where you don't have a second set of eyes to go behind you and, and double check your work. So it, it just grows. And paperwork, too. If you have anybody that does the, the dispatch or even if it's just flight following where they do the paperwork, uh, there's a mistake. Who checks the fuel load? I mean, I've seen a lot of airplanes go out with the wrong fuel load, right? And e even line guys. I watched one of them service a lavatory recently on a corporate jet, and he was on the phone while he was doing it. So he, <laughs> he had earbuds in, so he was able to talk. I could see him talking out there, his mouth moving. There's nobody around him. So he was talking on the phone. And then come to find out when the airplane went out, they came back because they didn't service the water. He, there you he dumped go. the airplane and forgot to service the water. And he's the same guy I saw on the phone talking while he was doing the job. Yeah, it would have been really ugly had he missed something on that dump valve and became covered with all of that blue water. Yep. Or he's the same guy that fuels the airplane, too. So, you yep. know, his distraction could cause a fuel problem. And to rely and we've upon, seen that. if you think you're going to rely upon the crew to catch your mistakes, that's a ma major mistake in itself. Because sometimes crews have problems, too. Yeah. Well, especially if, and, and I've seen crew members, you know, they're on the phone, they're in the cockpit. And in fact, the NTSB found an issue, the Continental Express aircraft up in Buffalo with the Q400 that crashed on the approach going into Buffalo. They were delayed coming out of uh, Newark, heading to Buffalo. The, uh, the captain and the first officer, they were in a daisy chain because the weather was bad. They were sitting there, and the board found that she was on her phone. She was texting and, and that kind of thing against SOPs that, you know, the airline said, you're not going to do anything like that to cause a distraction, yet she was on the phone. Now, what that meant as far as, you know, the, the total uh, complacency and, um, and being unplugged, the board talked about it. 
they identified the fact that she wasn't following SOPs and that she was, in fact, using her phone. But, you know, fortunately, she was on a taxiway that hadn't taken off yet. But let's say that, they, you know, they were time crunched. She's on the phone doing whatever she's doing. They miss an item on a, on a checklist. The, they fail to configure the airplane, which we've seen before because of distraction. I mean, these are the little things. These are the soft skills that compromise pilots and mechanics and management in missing the little things. It's not big things that are going to hurt you or kill you. It's usually these little things that are missed that lead to a cascading series of events, which results in a serious incident or, um, or accident. We like to think that because the company policy or the FAA says not to do it in the cockpit, it does appear to have uh, deteriorated in the cockpit. And it's probably because it's deteriorated in, in the rest of our lives. You know, we have laws in a number of states that were hard fought because the, the electronics industry, the cell phone folks, uh, don't want any laws uh, restricting the cell phone use, and they've been opposed to it. But we've had some hard fought laws in the automobile industry about texting and driving. Handhelds, you know, we have laws that said you don't handheld. All right, so we have the phone built into the car. All right, I've been distracted by that myself, talking on the phone and missed a turn. So, you know, it's yeah. we don't multitask very well. There's people that will tell you, oh, I can do it, I can do it. But the studies repeatedly have shown that human beings do not multitask very well. And you need to yep. stay focused on whatever the task is you have at hand. Absolutely. And one of the things with at least the folks that I know that fly business aviation, corporate charter, that kind of stuff, they are on their phones all the time, especially on the ground or in the latter phases of flight and that kind of thing, but particularly on the ground because they're reporting off times. So they're, they're sending a dispatch message saying, okay, doors are closed, we're taxiing, that kind of stuff. I mean, or they're pulling up flight plans and, and those, those kinds of things, updating flight plans. All of that kind of thing, while it doesn't on the surface look like much because you got two pilots in a cockpit one's doing that the other one's actually you know maneuvering the airplane it is about missing little items the checklist items you know getting distracted you know hey joe i thought you did that no i thought you did that well all of a sudden now by the time you figure out that neither pilot has done something that airplane is still motoring around at two three four miles a minute you got to play catch up and you know the same i'm sure in the maintenance hangar john where you know, the phone rings, you run off to, to handle the phone call, so you've stopped your work. But when you come back, what is it that that mechanic has missed? I thought I did that step, so he's already moved on to the next step without having done the previous step that he thought he did. Yeah, broken work it is responsible for a lot of problems. And that's a great term, broken work. But I've worked in hangars where they didn't allow phone calls. If you got a call from home, uh, whoever answered the phone would ask if it was an emergency. And then say, we'll tell them to call you back. I've worked in facilities where you weren't allowed to take your cell phone out, but I don't see that anymore. I see everybody's out there with their cell phones. And I hear some of the excuses like uh, recently, I'm waiting for a call from the Bombardier rep. It happened to be a challenger that the guy was working on. He's waiting a call from Bombardier because he's got a problem. All right, so that's a valid argument in that particular instant, but it doesn't cover it across the board. But that's what you see across the board, walking around with their phones in their pocket and their earbuds in today with the nice little earbuds you can't even tell, except you see them talking to nobody. 
and you know yeah. that they were on the phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, with general aviation pilots and their preference, and of course their reliance now on phones and iPads for their moving map, using ForeFlight or using some of the other flight planning apps. You know, it's more heads down. It's more reliance on the technology. What are they missing? And especially in a single pilot environment, whether you're flying a 172 or a a Citation jet and things like that, where you're a single pilot environment, what does that technology cause as far as a distraction, which is going to lead to a serious incident or accident? Ways to see and avoid. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to quantify at this stage because if it does result in a fatal accident, we don't really know. We don't have recording devices to know that that pilot of the 210, you know, flew into the side of the hill because he had his head down trying to figure out his iPad and, and his performance or whatever. I think it's, again, one of those issues. We've seen it with some of the technology in the airplane. Of course, all the glass cockpit stuff that's created the distraction in amongst the cell phone use and or an iPad. It certainly is an issue across the board. And how the FAA and the rest of us are going to get a handle on it when the individuals are not acting in a professional manner, they've given up their professionalism so that they can have their toys, it's going to be a big, big challenge to do it. And as we said earlier, it's across the board. We had uh, here in Boston, we had a public transportation accident uh, not that long ago with a trolley. So you're on a set of tracks. And he drove into the trolley in front of him. And and the phone records indicate that he was on the phone texting. And I remember, you know, when you were on the board, I mean, you were seeing all modes. I was just dealing with aviation, but you were seeing all modes. How many accidents do we have with trains and subways where the, you know, the the person up front was distracted because they're on their cell phone? They do it all the time on on the, well, A, they're not supposed to do it on the train, but after events, incidents, accidents on the train, we see that they've used their cell phone, right? And yeah. sometimes they get away with it because there's nothing that happens. And sometimes we see they were on it at the time of impact. They missed the signal. You know, on the train, you get a signal, and sometimes you're many miles before the next signal. So they missed it because they were on their phone, and here you go. You're set up for an accident. Yeah. No, it's, it is it, it is one of those things where it, it's all about what I call operational discipline. Pilots, mechanics, it doesn't matter. You've got to maintain that operational discipline. There is nothing on that phone that is that important. And while I understand because I do it, I use it, I use my iPad for uh, for my moving map flight following and, and things like that. I don't talk on the phone when I'm flying, but I do have that technology available for the purposes. But again, it's one of those things where you cannot be 100% dedicated to it. All of this technology, whether it's mounted in the airplane as part of a a glass panel display or a flight management system or even an autopilot, doesn't relieve the pilot of being the pilot. A lot of times I'm seeing this, especially with all this technology, where you have pilots who lack the, the proverbial skills, abilities, and knowledge and experience, and they think because they're in this technically advanced uh, aircraft, whether it's a Cirrus or something with a, a, a Garmin or an Avidyne uh, avionics suite, they figure all that technology is going to make up for their shortcomings. So, you know, as long as they can get the airplane in the air and they can get the autopilot on and they can project weather information and terrain information and they got an autopilot that, you know, in a nice magenta line, 
they think they're good to go. There was an accident up here um, several months ago. Uh, actually, it was last year uh, in Colorado where a family, they had just bought a Cirrus. Husband, wife, very low-time pilot, and two kids took off at night in lousy weather trying to go to the other side of, the, of Colorado heading to Utah and took off, turned the autopilot on, and flew straight into the side of a mountain at night in bad weather. And again, it's one of those things where now all of a sudden we're depending on this technology or this, this automation to make up for our skills in this helicopter accident in New Mexico that we started talking about earlier. Here you got a helicopter pilot. He apparently flies for a news station. He's on the phone trying to set up a rental car. I mean, it's a severe, clear day. I mean, all you do is look out the window and see, hmm, that ground is getting a little closer as I keep going this direction, you know? I better do something. How is it that you're so ingrained on a phone call that you can't see that you're going to hit the ground here very shortly? It is, uh, it is one of those crazy things to really try to fathom as an accident investigator, try to figure out, and then, of course, try to come up with some sort of safety value out of all of that, other than to say, don't fly and talk on the phone. It's crazy. I think we've talked that to death. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Again, we always appreciate our listeners. We, we want to hear from you. You can always contact us through our email at flightsafetydetectives, all one word, at gmail.com. Any last words, John, before I sign us off? Nope. Just keep the cards and let us going. Absolutely. So on behalf of John Goley and myself, Greg Fife, we look forward to you joining us on our next podcast. Have a safe flight. To listen to more episodes of the show, go to FlightSafetyDetectives.com or the Professional Aviation Maintenance Association at PAMA.org and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Catch us next time when John Golia and Greg Fife talk about all things aviation. Thanks for listening.